At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a look at right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. We've got a terrific show for you tonight as we're going to be going through a little bit of everything these next three hours. At some point, we are going to be going bowling and taking a look at what we're going to be getting in the NFL this week. So we're going to be following both forms of football. We've got a couple of college basketball games that are going to be going down on Thursday. Not necessarily a big slate, but we're going to be taking you through some of those. And we've actually got a college basketball game right now that I'll be talking about in a minute as well. We've got a pair of guests. They're going to be joining this show at 2.30 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're out there on the West Coast, that's 11.30. John Von Tobel, we're going to be talking some NBA with him. I'm going to be talking a little NBA on the front side of this as well. And then at 11.30, or I should say 10.30 p.m. Pacific time, 1.30 a.m. Eastern. So in about 30 minutes, we're going to have Adam Burke on. He does a terrific job just with all forms of our written work over here at the Vegas Heads and Information Network. We're going to be talking with him about what we're going to be seeing in the NFL, a little bit about some of the bowl games that he likes as well. So we're going to have that. I've always got my New York Post play when it comes to college basketball as well as him a little bit more slim pickings for this one, but we were able to identify a little bit of something. So we're going to be taking a look at that as well. So we're going to be having a whole lot of fun when it comes to this three-hour experience. And first things first, like I mentioned, We've got a game that is actually live right now. It's not often that on the look at you wind up having a live college basketball game that is bettable. But as of right now, we go to the Stan Sheriff Center as you've got Vanderbilt and Hawaii doing battle. Hawaii wound up getting down big. They are looking to claw their way back. Right now, it is 35 to 27, early goings of the second half. About two minutes gone by, and you've got yourself a live line in which 
Hawaii was double digits throughout pretty much the entirety of this game on the live line. Now things are starting to tighten up a little bit. If you're taking a look at this live, you're going to be getting Hawaii in a lot of spots right around before that bucket. You were seeing it then. I've got to think that this is probably going to be shrinking to right around nine, nine and a half ish. So you're taking a look at that right now. Obviously numbers are moving very quickly when it comes to some of these made baskets, but we're going to be taking a look at that throughout the show as we actually wound up seeing some very interesting action out there at the San Sheriff Center as you wound up seeing a pair of unders at one big giant over between Liberty and Northern Iowa. So that is going to be setting up what we're going to be seeing on Thursday with regards to Liberty is going to be playing against the winner of that Wyoming versus Sanford game, which is Sanford. And then you've got Northern Iowa playing against Wyoming. As of right now, it is BYU awaiting the winner of Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. And South Florida is going to be getting the loser of this game. As South Florida, by the way, 39 points in this game. I believe that they have played one over this year. So you want to be taking a look at some South Florida unders right now. When it comes to the NBA as well, as we're just going to be talking a whole lot of basketball here in the first segment, it's just really hard to be able to handicap pretty much anything more than a few hours before the game because you wound up seeing it with regards to the Bucks versus the Houston Rockets game. Now, if you wound up handicapping as if Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to be in, well, he still wound up getting there, but Giannis is now out with health and safety protocols. The Bucks were still able to get there 126 to 116, but we wound up seeing a postponed game as well between the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls. You wound up seeing the comments of Adam Silver a few days ago that the league is not going to be shutting down. And when it comes down to it, it is still a business. So you've got to be respecting the fact that they want to try to get their money as much as possible. And we have been hearing that there might be some movement when it comes to these Christmas day games as well. But I mean, it's what really makes it difficult when it comes to taking a look at just the NBA, because I take a look at the betting board and DraftKings has actually done a very good job of being able to post up games on a lot of these. Now when it comes to DraftKings, they just right now have nothing when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks versus the Philadelphia 76ers Grizzlies versus Warriors. It seems like they're holding off on a little bit as well, along with this Brooklyn Nets versus Portland Trailblazers game. I think the big reason why is because, well, the Nets may really been dealing with some health and safety protocols as well. The Portland Trailblazers have been dealing with all sorts of injuries as well, but I mean, it really makes it tough to be able to take a look at some of these games overnight because we've seen right now, I would have to estimate about 33% of the NBA have to go through in some form or fashion belt and safety protocols. Now that does include like guys that wind up having a false positive. You wind up just having some glitches in the system, things like this. But I mean, when you wind up having literally a third of an entire league have to go through something like this, and many of them do wind up having to miss time, that makes it incredibly difficult. So I think that when it comes to just being able to handicap the NBA, it is something that I talk about a lot just with regards to this show, my show, the Greg Peterson experience, which is at the same time as this one is only it is Saturday and Sunday. If you're out there on the East coast, Friday and Saturday, technically, if you're out there on the West coast, but taking a look at NBA games live, I think is going to be so important because we are going to be seeing a whole bunch of moving parts when it comes to a lot of these rosters, because not only do you have load management that you need to deal with, but now you've got a lot of guys that they wind up getting ruled out literally minutes before games. We remember this during the 2020-21 season. I still remember. I was, I think, hosting the VEASAN Vet Center at the time. We were looking down and we're like, how did this Golden State Warriors versus, I forget what team it was, line wind up moving like six points live because I it had just tipped off and 
Steph Curry was ruled out literally five minutes before the game. And there is just absolutely nothing that you're able to do about that. I mean, you could try to get some inside information. And there are some folks that wind up having some very good insiders. They know guys that are within the organization. I mean, I know some of that with like the guys from the state of Wisconsin because that's where I was born and raised. So I'm able to get a little bit of a better read on teams like the Green Bay Packers, Wisconsin Badgers, Market, Golden Eagles, what have you. And I feel like even the casual person out there winds up having like sort of that one or those one or two people that they just know a little bit when it comes to the inside of some of these college programs, NFL, what have you, that maybe a few minutes before it winds up getting released with regards to a guy being out, they might be able to get a little bit of wind of it. But I mean, still, I mean, when it comes to just all that we're seeing right now, when it comes to the NBA, it is going to be very br- brutal to be able to take a look at this. And we've just seen a big giant evolution when it comes to the NBA as well, when it comes to being able to gauge shuttles, because I mean, we remember first month out of the season, over 60% of games wound up going under the total. You take a look at the last 30, and it has really reversed course. If you take a look at the last 30 days, about 53.5% of games have wound up going over the total. So you can tell that bookmakers, they're sort of trying to guess a little bit on the fly as well. They're trying to move their numbers up and down. They have yet to really find that sweet spot as if you're taking a look at the NBA thus far this season, 246 games have wound up going under the total. 212 have wound up going over. So it does make it very fascinating to be able to take a look at it. And when it comes down to it with the NBA as well, we've been really seeing the underdogs being able to come through this season. You wind up seeing them have a little bit of a rough start to the season because overall they're running at a 50.9% clip, 51-ish percent. But if you take a look at the last three days in the NBA, 116, 86, and two against the spread. That is 57.4%. And the big reason why I feel like underdogs are having a little bit of a better opportunity is because when you do wind up having these star players like a Giannis Antetokounmpo wind up getting out, wind up getting ruled out due to health and safety protocols, it does wind up making a line move. And it's really hard to gauge how far to move a line based on a player being out because there are some guys that they wind up averaging like eight points per game. They give you a couple rebounds. They're what I always like to call a this and that guy. They just sort of try to contribute in a wide variety of ways. They don't necessarily do one thing great, but they're the master of doing everything relatively solid. How do you wind up gauging that into a line? And it's something that, I mean, when it comes to my handicapping, I sometimes struggle with as well because there's always the saying that no player, and this goes for college basketball more or less, is worth more than five points to a line, but that's something that I disagree with. I mean, you take a look at St. John's, for instance, the fact that when they've been without either Pasha Alexander or Julian Champetti, they just play remarkably worse. It is insane. I mean, you just take a look at some of these teams, and if you were to take, like, Michael DeVoe off of Georgetown, that would cause for more than a five-point line, in my opinion, a guy that's able to give you 20 points per game. I mean, Johnny Davis literally is Wisconsin basketball right now. And when it comes to the NBA, like Giannis, he's such a big part of the Milwaukee Bucks. They were able to get by on Wednesday, but and that's because they wanted to play against the Houston Rockets. Now, I will give the Rockets credit. They've actually been playing some much better than expected basketball the last 30 days or so, and that's been part of it as well. Some of these tomato can teams that you expect to get kicked around, they have been able to rise up. The Golden, the Oklahoma City Thunder are actually a team that has a winning record against the spread this year. That's something that I would have never expected, especially with them having that like 70-plus point loss that they wanted to take it a few weeks ago against Memphis Grizzlies, but... I've just seen these teams time and time again wind up being able to rise up in some of these spots. I mean, you even just take a look at Wednesday. You wind up having the Magic wind up taking down the Atlanta Hawks. There's something in which you wind up having like Robin Lopez be the top player in that game 
for the Orlando Magic. Some of these teams are just being hit, hit by attrition. And you can tell that this is really the time of the year which a lot of these teams that they're expecting to be able to make big postseason runs, they're going to probably put their foot off the gas a little bit more. You see this a lot when it comes to the MLB as well. A lot of these teams, they're thinking a little bit about the bigger picture, a game that they wind up losing in like late December, January, what have you. It's a time in which they're obviously not looking to lose games or anything like that. But at the same time, if they wind up losing a game at this time of year, they're going to be okay with that as long as they're able to look at the big picture and try to get themselves online. And if you're looking at a disappointment, by the way, the Atlanta Hawks being at 14 and 16 right now, that certainly is going to do it for you as they wound up being without Trey Young themselves in this game. So we have seen a lot of the stars be off the court in the NBA. It's right now why you've got Steph Curry running away with the MVP award. You wound up seeing him at DraftKings a few days ago. Be at plus 150 to be able to win the MVP. And pretty much the only thing that you're betting on when it comes to this, in my opinion, is Steph Curry not getting hurt slash not being out for a lengthy amount of time due to COVID-19. He's now at plus 130 as we take a look right now. So it's moved about 20 cents over the last 48 hours. And I think that it's very rightfully so because right now when it comes to the NBA, the best the best thing that you can do is be available for your team. I forget how the old saying goes, but we'll just put it that way. So taking a look at the NBA right now, it is a little bit more murky, but being able to take a look at college basketball is a little bit easier. We're going to give you a little bit of an update from the San Sheriff Center. Take a look at everything that we wound up seeing on Wednesday and turn it forward to Thursday as well. That's on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Bullcat is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to Zinn.com slash find to be able to locate a store nearest you. That is ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this is a... a product that contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical as we're back here on the look at it is myself greg peterson holding it down as scott seidenberg you just saw him on the nightcap does an absolutely terrific job with the show night in and night out so it is terrific to be on with you guys always love being able to hold it down and right now we're holding it down with some college basketball typically you don't wind up having games taking place at 1 16 a.m eastern time on a wednesday or now a Thursday out there on the East Coast. On the West Coast, it's still Wednesday. We've got it at 10-16 here, but we've got Hawaii versus Vanderbilt currently going down, and Vanderbilt has taken themselves a nine-point lead. It is now 35-20, or I should say, it is now 30, or 47-38. I'm getting my numbers mixed up here. 47-38, got about 12-30 left in this one. Right now live, you're going to be able to find Hawaii as right around an eight and a half point underdog, depending on where you look. So if you're lo- looking to dive into this game live, that's what you've got is Vanderbilt open up a five and a half point favorite. They close the six and a half point favorite and the total. It is down a little bit from the close. This one wound up closing. A lot of thoughts right around a 134. You didn't see a lot of movement. Opening number was 134. So this remained relatively steady, but the live total right now, you're finding it at a 130. So certainly going to be locked in on that end. Hey, a little bit of a special on the show tonight because I typically wind up doing this for the podcast, Coast to Coast Soups, which is now a part of the Vison family podcast where I wind up breaking down all the games. Well, because I'm here right now and I have no idea who was going to be able to win this Vanderbilt versus BYU game because, well, I don't want to be putting a, oh, Vanderbilt wanted winning and then they wind up losing. There would be no worse thing to do than that. I'll actually just be handicapping this live for you guys. So you get a little bit of a look behind. As I was like to say, you get to see how the sausage is made when it comes to being able to break this down. I'll be giving you guys my handicap for what we're going to be seeing on Thursday. So you get a little bit of an added bonus tonight on the show. So we have a little bit of fun there. But when it comes to college basketball as well, we did see a lot of good action on Wednesday. Now, unfortunately, 
We're going to be having a very light slate the next few days, so that makes me a little bit sad personally. But I think a big takeaway with college basketball right now is that there really isn't a clear number one team. Arizona had been rising up, and many of you guys wound up tailing me in the New York Post. Unfortunately, Arizona was unable to get the job done on the spread or the money line as they wind up losing the game by a count of 77 to 73. They wind up getting down in this game by a count of 16 to 2. And then from there, it was just a case in which they were playing catch up. I know that many of you guys were not too happy about the technical that wound up happening late in the game as well. That is not necessarily too terrific. And I feel like it really bears itself out with regards to the odds to be able to win to be able to win the national championship. Right now we're getting these on DraftKings. So this is without Rutgers and Seton Hall. And well, if you're really wanting to bet on Rutgers to be able to win the national championship, you have a lot more faith in them than I do. I can tell you that right now. But I, you right now have Gonzaga plus 550. I don't think that that's a very good number right now because with Gonzaga, they've already racked up a few losses. And when it comes to my personal power rankings, it's pretty much a 1A, 1B, 1C at this point. I've got Gonzaga, Purdue, Baylor, all within literally a half a point of themselves. How I would wind up grading them out on a neutral court would depend upon the scheduling spot where that neutral court game winds up being because, I mean, if it's like in Las Vegas and you wind up having say Purdue versus Gonzaga, that could be a little bit of a difference maker in that situation. You might wind up giving a little bit of a half a point to Gonzaga due to travel, but I mean, that's how close it is right now when it comes to the top teams of college basketball. Now you've seen like Gonzaga be able to rough up teams like Northern Arizona to be able to get themselves back online with Purdue. They wound up having a little bit of a rough search as well. They were taking an overtime against NC State. Hey, they themselves wound up losing to Rutgers, but I think that you're going to be relatively solid there. But I do think that this Duke team being number two with regards to the odds board, I can't say that it's necessarily too off base. I do have a little bit more faith in teams like Baylor and Kansas. I do have a lot of respect for them, but you take a look at what Duke was able to do on Wednesday with their win against Virginia Tech. And I was impressed by this team. Virginia Tech was able to play very solid in the first half, but it seems like Coach K is really just sold out on this season. He is doing everything humanly possible he can to make his last season a good one. And I, you could tell the adjustments that you want to making at the half. That's not Duke-esque. This is not a Duke team that traditionally winds up making the world's greatest in-game decisions because I mean, it's one of these cases which Coach K always has his guys very well prepared. But when it comes to in-game adjustments, they typically don't wind up making a lot of them. Meanwhile, you take a look at what Duke wound up doing, and they did a good job of being able to bring in A.J. Griffin off the bench. They wound up bringing Mark Williams off the floor quite a bit more. And you know what? A.J. Griffin had himself a good game. He wound up having 13 points. Four boards, a steal, and a block. So he was able to be a good X factor for this team. So I give a lot of credit for what he wound up doing with regards to changing things up a little bit there. Now, Duke is going to need to get a little bit more out of some of their ancillary pieces. Aside from Adrian Griffin, you didn't have anyone else come off the bench and give you more than eight minutes. If you have any sort of an injury whatsoever, that is going to be a little bit of a bugaboo for this Duke team. But, I mean, this is a legitimately solid Virginia Tech team, and they played some good defense. Despite the fact that Justin Mutz and Kevin Aluma wound up having 45 points in this game, they took away everyone else, including Hunter Couture. He was still able to make a pair of threes, had 10 points in this one, but you take a look at the backcourt of Virginia Tech, they could not wind up getting anything going, and Paulo Banchero is legitimately a top-five player in college basketball. He wound up just putting up 23 points, eight boards in this game. Guy has great versatility, great size. So I do think that Duke is certainly a for-real team. But if you're taking a look at the odds board right now, when it comes to odds to be able to win the national championship, 
I do think that a team that is getting a little bit slept upon right now is actually Houston. You wind up seeing Houston pull off another just smoking of a win against Texas State. Texas State is actually a team that wound up winning the regular season in the Sun Belt. You can say what they will about them, but I mean, they're a halfway decent team, and they just made them look like they were a D3 school in this one. 80-47. to 47. This is a team that is currently dealing with injuries, by the way, to Traymond Mark, and they were able to overcome everything in this game as well without Taze Moore. Taze Moore is someone that wound up coming in from Cal State Bakersfield, so he's a key cog to this team when it comes to coming in off the bench, but they still did a good job of being able to mix and match, go 13 of 28 from three-point range. Now, when it comes to my college basketball handicapping, something that I always want to take note of is just injury information because I do think that it is very big for one, and I do think that when it comes to Draymond Mark, he should be able to come back when it really matters for Houston. The one trepidation I have with them, and I'm going to throw this out there with Baylor as well, free throw shooting because we just go back to, I know that it was quite a few years ago, but a team that was just bludgeoning everyone, but when they needed it most at the free throw line, they weren't able to get it. That was that Memphis team with Derrick Rose. It always seems like teams that do poorly at the free throw line, they just don't wind up having long-term success. So that is something that you do want to be taking note of. Houston, well, they won three of six at the free throw line in this game. I'm not necessarily too concerned about that, but that is always something that is a little bit of a concern, which is why I'm probably not as high on Baylor as many people would be right now. But I do think that we are going to be having ourselves a really interesting season when it comes to college basketball. And when it comes to college basketball, I always like to be able to try to identify what might be a very hot trend. Do you wind up seeing a whole bunch of home underdogs wind up coming through, something like this? And we really haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of this this season. Now, I'm going to be running through a little bit later on during the show and just throughout in general. Teams that have been able to make you a lot of money against the spread individually because when you have 358 D1 schools, you're going to be more likely having some big outliers because when it comes to the NFL, I mean, you're typically not going to be finding one team that winds up starting out 12-0 and 0 against the spread like we wound up seeing with Monmouth. They actually took their first against the spread loss tonight against a very good Hofstra team. They were without their top scorer. Hofstra it was as well, but Speedy Claxton, he deserves a shout-out for the job that he's doing over there, but... When you take a look at the entirety of college basketball, you haven't really seen one thing that has stuck out. Unders are hitting at a 50.7% clip. I mean, that's relatively too par. I would expect it to be maybe a little bit closer to like 51.5% because bookmakers do wind up shading them down. But I mean, that's a relatively inline number. A little bit surprised by how home underdogs have not necessarily been able to cover this year. 224, 227, and 10 against the spread. Our home underdogs, which I think is a little bit strange. Home teams overall are covering 51% of games, but we haven't necessarily seen anything in college basketball leap out and it's been like, yep, that is something that you've really got to be factoring into your handicapping more so than in other years. And you just take a look at the last three days as well. So you wind up utilizing a little bit of a smaller sample size. Home underdogs hitting at a 48.3% clip once again. Pretty surprised by that. I think once conference play winds up coming about, you're going to be seeing that number really rise up. But I mean, you take a look at the last 30 days, overs are 576 and 571. So you certainly haven't necessarily seen anything that has really stuck out from that aspect. But we're going to be taking a look more at the individual teams and taking a look at that more so throughout the show. And what else we're going to be taking a look at? Some good old footballs. We're going to be talking to Adam Burke. Does a terrific job over here at VEASAN with all of our written work next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Save 50% on a VSIN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get in depth access to all of our matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also receive our daily best bets email, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for just $39. And that's at Beeson.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the look at it. it is myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by our guest as this man does a terrific job with the network. You're able to catch him day in and day out doing a lot of our daily best bets emails. He does a great job when it comes to point spread weekly, covers a little bit of everything. I know that he had a big hand to play when it came to our college bowl betting guide as we've got Adam Burke on the podcast. You're able to follow him on Twitter at skating tripods an absolutely terrific handle and Adam, it's great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here, Greg. Happy holidays to you and yours, man. It is great to have you aboard. And Adam, when it comes to bowl season, what have you really been noticing with regards to it? Because I think that a big thing for me has been how much underdogs have been hitting. We haven't necessarily seen that as much the last few days with Wyoming being able to come through a few days ago and what have you. But I've really been seeing that these underdogs have been able to make a lot of people a lot of money thus far. Yeah, we had one covered tonight with Missouri as well in a, in a spot where that line jumped about four points based on who opted out and who was actually out of the game for Missouri. And that's been something that's been kind of interesting here. Some of these lines that have really taken off and kind of run in the direction of the favorite. Uh, the favorites had some issues in those games. Uh, something else, too, is a lot of high-scoring games here. And in particular, a lot of teams really struggling to stop the run, specifically the teams in the MAC. And you've got a game with a MAC team coming up tomorrow in Miami of Ohio. We have another one coming up on Saturday with Ball State, and then finally one on Monday with Western Michigan. And I'm really looking to fade the MAC at this point in time. They've shown nothing to this point that would suggest that they're worthy of any kind of investment. Probably look to play the overs and look to fade the MAC teams as we go throughout the rest of the bowl season here. And I think that that is an interesting one because nothing says Christmas like getting good old Ball State and Georgia State playing a random game out there in Montgomery, Alabama for the Crampton Bowl. And you mentioned it with Ball State. They wound up opening up right around a three and a half point underdog. You're finding them as a six point underdog with a total of 51. And I think that this seems like a little bit too low of a total now when it comes to Ball State. They're one of the better defensive teams from the MAC, but you mentioned it as well with the MAC overall. I mean, just saying that they're one of the better defensive teams out there in the MAC is like saying that you've got someone that looks really good for being in a bowling alley. So, I mean, it's just one of these cases, which I think that you're going to be seeing quite a few points as well. Not sure how you want to handicapping this, but I see the total going from 49 and a half to 51. And I think that it's a very appropriate line. Yeah, this is one where I went ahead and laid the number with Georgia State here. And, and this isn't one that I grabbed early on in the process. I laid Georgia State minus five and a half in this one. But something for people to keep in mind in future bowl seasons here, what happens in the early bowl games will dictate betting action in upcoming bowl games. So far, the MAC has looked really, really bad. I get the four games, they've given up 186 points, something like that. So you have a situation here where money's come in on North Texas, money's come in on Georgia State. And now we're starting to see some of those sevens disappear in that quick lane bowl coming up on Monday between Western Michigan and Nevada, where we had basically a two touchdown swing because Carson Strong opted out and because the coaching staff for Nevada is now in Fort Collins, Colorado at Colorado State. So that's something to keep in mind. As these teams struggle 
it's going to reflect negatively on the other teams in the conference. So you've kind of missed the boat on some of the line value for this year's bowl season, but it is something to file away for next year's bowl season to be sure. Yep, I agree with you because I like Western Michigan early on. I remember talking a few weeks ago with Matt Humans about this game, but I mean, we've literally seen a nearly two touchdown move on this game. Nevada opens up right around six and a half. Now they're getting anywhere between six and a half and seven. Is this a case in which if you wound up grabbing Western Michigan early, maybe try to look for a middle or something like that? Because, I mean, man, this is a case of which if you're looking to grab Western Michigan as well, it could wind up getting to the window, but you're literally getting 13 to 14 points of value less than you could have at the at the open. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I took Nevada plus seven. I didn't have any piece of Western Michigan early on. I know some very smart people here at the network have. And I think about, you know, tonight's game where Wes Reynolds played Army on the money line, then took Missouri plus seven when that line kind of ran out a little bit, winds up cashing both of those. There are opportunities for middles like that here during the bowl season. And in particular, with what we're seeing this year as far as the COVID outbreaks and all the teams that have been affected by that. But in this case, with this Western Michigan Nevada game, I absolutely think it's worth taking a piece of Nevada plus seven, especially if you have Western Michigan at a better number. Again, because of the data points that we have so far here from the MAC that lead me to believe that even with this severely watered down Nevada team, no MAC team should be a, a seven point favorite against any bowl eligible team. Maybe the game doesn't play out that way, but I think at this point in time, you know, especially if you've got a piece of Western Michigan at a better number, I certainly think it's worth your while to come back for a portion of your bet size, maybe 50, 60, 70%, something like that, to take on Nevada plus seven. You don't want to throw away all the line value that you've gotten, but also you've got this glorious middle opportunity. Yep, I agree with you. I think that that's a very good approach to be able to take in a lot of these spots as well. And you did mention that a lot of these bowl games, they've been impacted a little bit by obviously opt-outs, but also COVID-19 information. And we're right now seeing a very fluid situation when it comes to the Gator Bowl and that Rutgers is expected to play, replace Texas A&M in that game. So we're seeing an entire team needing to opt out. And when it comes to taking a look at whether it be bowl games or, I mean, I think that we can really apply this to any sport, whether it be NFL, college basketball, what have you. I think it's just so much harder right now to be able to bet these overnight lines, these look at lines, what have you, just because at this point, it's getting to a circumstance in which until we wind up seeing just things die down in general and or we wind up seeing a little bit of a change when it comes to a lot of these safety protocols, you don't know if what you're betting on is actually going to be out there the day of the game. No, for sure. And, and I don't want to take this train down a different set of tracks here, but I did talk in Point Spread Weekly this week with regards to college basketball about keeping an eye on teams that are on COVID pauses, specifically if they end up playing a team that has not been on a COVID pause. If they play a team that's been playing and in rhythm right on through, this was a very strong betting angle last year during the college basketball season. We'll see if it ends up being one during this college basketball season, but you get rusty. You know, your timing kind of gets off a little bit. You sort of get out of the rhythm and out of the routine. Well, then you look at this bowl game here, the Gator Bowl, where Wake Forest has been preparing for Texas A&M, but at least they've been preparing for something. Rutgers has been doing nothing. I mean, those players thought their season was over. A lot of those guys probably you know, thought about making holiday plans to go home and all of that. Now, all of a sudden, Rutgers or some other team is going to be thrown back into the mix where they have to refocus, re-engage, you know, work on their conditioning again and all of that to prepare for a Wake Forest team that is a very, very well-coached team 
a very difficult team to play against. I don't know what the number is going to come out at, and obviously we don't know the matchup for sure yet, but whoever ends up playing Wake Forest, the deck is very, very much stacked against them. And I think there's something to be said about staying in rhythm, and I think it's an angle with COVID pauses in college basketball, and especially going to be an angle here in the Gator Bowl. And let's call it what it is. If it does wind up being Rutgers, and you're getting a 5-17 and 17 playing against a Wake Forest team that was legitimately pretty darn solid out there in the ACC. Wound up getting off to one of the better starts in all of college football. So I think that that's very important as well. And Adam, we've got about two minutes left here. So how about if we dive into a little bit of NFL as well? We're seeing a whole bunch of coaches wind up testing positive for COVID-19 as well. Do you wind up taking a look at the coaching angle and think that that's too much of an impact because we're seeing it with someone like a Robert Sala? wanted testing positive for COVID-19. We've also seen it with Sean Payton, Kevin Stefanski. list goes on and on. Do you wind up taking a look at that when it comes to it? And does that wind up changing your handicap a little bit when it comes to these NFL games? No, not really. I don't think it matters too much. I mean, obviously it's a difficult thing for a team like the Browns where, you know, Kevin Stefanski is also the play caller. You know, Alex Van Pelt had to do that in this past game and the Browns probably a little bit too conservative, although, a lot of that had to do with Nick Mullins being out there as well. But communication is so good nowadays. We're all used to this Zoom generation now because COVID's been around for so long. I don't think virtual meetings are really that big of a deal for teams. You know, if you don't have a rah-rah type of guy, and Stefanski isn't by any means, that's not really something that would bother me too much. Maybe it's a little bit more impactful with a guy like Sean Payton, but obviously we saw the Saints really step up this past week against Tampa Bay. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. They still have their hands in the playbook. These guys are afforded all of the technology that they need to do their jobs from anywhere on the globe. So it doesn't really bother me too much. It's it's not very much of a factor for me in the NFL. That being said, if it pops up in college football, like we're seeing now with Alabama, that's where I think it's a little bit more of a situation because now you've got kids that are looking up to these coaches as opposed to everyone in an NFL locker room being a grown man. Yep, I think that that's a very well put way of being able to describe it because you have been seeing the Alabama coaching staff really dealing with it right now. And when it comes to college, I do think that you wind up having coaching be a little bit just of a bigger impact, whether that be college football and college basketball versus the NBA and NFL. Adam, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Absolutely, Greg. Have a good one. Adam Burke does an absolutely terrific job right here at the network. And coming up next, we are going to be diving into some college football and going bowling. That's right here on The Lookout on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts for Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you find podcasts. That is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. list goes on and on as we're back here on the look at it. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you. And big thanks to Danny, or big thanks to Adam Burke. We've got two Burks now at the network joining me in the last segment. Does an absolutely terrific job just when it comes to everything you wind up seeing in the email, say in a day out, point spread weekly, a lot of our betting guys he is on it, so great to have Adam aboard, and it is great that we do have some live basketball, but it seems like this one is getting a little bit out of control as Vanderbilt is currently leading Hawaii by a count of 67-51, to 51, and you've got 223 left in this game, so certainly is a rough situation for Hawaii, and when it comes to this game, as long as it winds up wrapping up, I'll actually give you my handicap when it comes to the start of the 11 o'clock hour Pacific time as to what we're going to be making the line for what it appears to be BYU versus Vanderbilt, and then you would also get Hawaii versus South Florida. So we're going to be doing that live as I right now watch this as Hawaii has committed 19 turnovers in this game. It has been a not good situation whatsoever, and you got a Vanderbilt team that has been relatively solid to the under. I still remember the New York Post play that I wanted giving out Vanderbilt and Temple under. That one did not wind up coming through, but I do think that a big part of handicapping in general is to not let one or two outliers just wind up affecting your entirety of a handicap of a team, the way that you gauge overs and unders, what have you. So I think that that is just absolutely paramount when it comes to this industry in general. And what else is paramount is being able to take a look at some college football bowls as we've got a pair of them that is going to be coming up for Thursday as you've got North Texas versus Miami, Ohio, along with Central Florida versus Florida. Let's go with the first game of Florida versus Central Florida. This is a game in which right now you're finding Florida as a touchdown favorite, and 
your total on this game, you're seeing it fluctuate a little bit. Right now, as I'm seeing it, you're getting it in a lot of places, more around about a 55 and a half. You might be finding more like a 55, a 56, what have you. But right now we're locking in with regards to that. But when it comes to Florida, I don't know if I have any faith in this team whatsoever. Obviously, they wind up going through an offseason coaching change. And this is actually a line that opened up at 6F and has been bet up to pretty much across the board, 7. So that is something that I find to be very intriguing because when it comes to Florida, do they have more talent? Do they have better athletes than Central Florida? Yes, but I just feel like there's going to be a big giant chip on Central Florida's shoulders because this is a team that they're a mid-major. And you got to feel like a lot of these guys, when it comes to Central Florida, they wind up going to Central Florida because schools like Florida and Florida State did not wind up giving them offers. And I think that that's something that is going to be playing a little bit of a role in this as well. Now, when you take a look at Emory Jones, who it looks like is going to be the quarterback in this spot for Florida. Now, they've been dealing with some moving chairs when it comes to the quarterback spot. He's thrown 13 interceptions this year. The guy has been incredibly inefficient. You wound up seeing that in the game against Florida State. They were able to get the job done, but he very nearly torpedoed their chances in that one. He wound up getting benched for a time in the season as well. So, I mean, it has been a big, bad situation when it comes to Florida at the quarterback spot. No matter who's been out there, I mean, if you take a look at this Florida team, I mean, you wound up having every Jones out there, and he wound up throwing his 13 interceptions. But if you look past that, whenever you wound up throwing out there the understudy for this team, it certainly did not go well with Anthony Richardson as well, a guy that wound up throwing six touchdowns, five interceptions. So, I mean, both of these guys have not been good whatsoever, and I don't think that there's necessarily the world's biggest differential between either of them because both of these guys are relatively mobile guys. You wind up having Emory Jones rush for four touchdowns right around five yards per carry. With Richardson, he was able to have a couple more explosive plays on the ground, but with that said, that's a little bit more or less because it was a smaller sample size. And when it comes to this Central Florida team as well, you really don't have anyone that's opting out of this game. So all these guys are going to be out there. They're going to be motivated, ready to go. Now, when it came to Central Florida, you certainly did have a little bit of a rocky year for this team. This is far from the team that was trying to hang a banner saying that they were the national champions a few seasons ago. But, I mean, still, you take a look at what you're able to get out of the Central Florida offense, and it's been relatively effective this season, especially on the ground. They're racking up right around 189 yards on the ground. And, I mean, shall we say that we've already seen Florida give up north of 40 points to Samford. Not Stanford, and actually giving up 40 points to Stanford this year would have been pretty brutal as well. But Sam I Amford, but you take a look at the Central Florida team, and it's really running back by committee. Johnny Richardson along with Isaiah Bowser wound up doing a good job of being able to split the carries and combine 225 between the two of them. Both of them gave you at least 100 carries, so that is something that you're able to rely upon. And then you've got a little bit of a gadget guy in Ryan O'Keefe. He was absolutely tremendous for this team at being able to haul in their 77 passes. He also actually took a couple rushes as well, so they would try to run a little bit of razzle-dazzle with him, but when you take a look at what he wound up doing the last five weeks of the season, at least five catches in every single one of those games. Not necessarily a guy that's going to pop off and give you necessarily like that 50-yard play. He's a little bit more of a possession-wide receiver. I think that that's going to be very big because this is just not a Florida team that we have seen in past years. You've got a overall coaching staff with them as well. Central Florida, you got to feel like they're going to want to have one more hurrah before they wind up going to the Big 12. So that is something that plays a little bit of factor in this as well. Central Florida down the stretch played not just good, but very good football. You take a look at the defense. They wound up giving up 17 points or fewer in four out of the last five weeks. Now, you also have to take into account who they wound up playing. UConn, who is legitimately just terrible at college football. 
South Florida, a team that couldn't really get a lot going on offense, Tulane and Temple. Meanwhile, you take a look at Florida, and they gave up 52 points to Sanford. They wound up losing to Missouri. They wound up getting blown out by South Carolina. They wound up getting blown out by Georgia. Obviously, that one a little bit more understandable, but this has been a Florida team that all year long, they have badly underachieved. You figured that there would be some good things for the team after they wound up playing Alabama tough. That wound up not being the case. This is a spot in which I take a look at Central Florida. I don't even know if you're going to need the seven points. I'd be willing to go money line personally with them. You're getting that right around a plus 220. In some places, you might be getting closer to a plus 230. I think that you've got some relatively good value here. We were talking about it with Adam Burke on the other side that these underdogs have really been able to come through in a lot of these bowl games. I think that this is just a textbook doomsday spot for Florida in a game that they may not be up for. Now it is going to be in Tampa, Florida. So you do want to be noting that as well. Central Florida, that's more out there in Orlando. Florida is more in Gainesville. So you want to be doing the geography there. I think that both of these fan bases are going to be coming out. I think that both are going to be able to come out in force. So I do think that it's going to be a fun one. And I think that there's a good shot that little brother winds up getting big brother in this one. And then the other game is out there for the Frisco football classic North Texas and Miami of Ohio. If you're looking for a random bowl game, the Frisco football classic, that is a pretty random one, but right now you're fighting North Texas as right around two and a half point underdog in your total odds game. You're finding it at a 54 and a half. And we've seen a couple threes pop up as well. But if you're seeing a three on North Texas, you're most likely going to be playing minus 120 juice on that. But when it comes to Miami of Ohio, it's another thing that we want to talking about with Adam Burke. The fact that just all these MAC teams do not play any defense. Miami of Ohio is actually one of your better MAC defenses out there. They want to giving up right around 24 points per game. So this is actually, I feel like, a little bit of an outlier to that trend because this is a team that I think that they're going to be halfway respectable with that aspect. When you take a look at this North Texas team, certainly is one that did not wind up getting a whole lot through the air. This is a team that they wound up racking up nearly 246 yards per game on the ground, fewer than a buck 95 through the air. So this is a North Texas team that. They know what they are, a team that's going to pound it. And when it comes to Miami of Ohio, their worst attribute was being able to bottle up the ground game. You've got DeAndre Torrey, who wound up being able to give this North Texas team a little bit over 1,200 yards, a guy that was really a bell cow, a guy that you could look to for 20-plus carries per game. So I think that that is going to make a big impact. And then you've got behind him a couple more home run hitters like Ragsdale, Ayo Adeli. Both of these guys wound up doing a relatively solid job combined for 12 touchdowns, nearly 1,000 yards. And when it comes to North Texas, I do think that you're going to need to get a little bit of something through the air. I don't think that you're going to need a ton, but Austin Allen is going to need to step up. He's going to need to just make a few plays for this team. You take a look at it, and he had nine touchdowns and seven interceptions, wound up completing right around 52% of his passes. And in recent form, the good news is he hasn't turned the ball over. The bad news is he completed 56% or fewer of his passes in each of the last five games as well. So you've got a little bit of confliction there. But with Miami of Ohio, it's a team that I really can't get behind right now just because I do think that when it comes to defense, it's relatively solid. Their big kryptonite, though, is giving it up on the ground. That is certainly something that I think is going to be hurting them. And Brett Gabbert, too, I actually think is of relation to the other Gabbert that wanted playing in the NFL, Blaine Gabbert. He's been able to do a solid job for this Miami of Ohio team all season long. So it is a little bit of an interesting circumstance. I'll be hitting on this game a little bit later on during the show. But 
I do like North Texas on the money line as well. So I like myself some underdogs when it comes to the college football betting board that we're going to be seeing for Thursday. And when it comes to college basketball betting board, it's a little bit more set. So coming up next, we're going to be taking a look forward to Thursday's college basketball games as this is a look at right here on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network, one down, two to go when it comes to the show. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.